What's up everyone? How's everyone doing today? I'm doing pretty good because I have a pretty damn good guest lined up today that I can share with you, Mr. James Boardman. Mr. James Boardman is an ex-Royal Marine Commando physical trainer and sniper. Talk about an interesting guest. And he's now an expert in helping young men unscramble the chaos of life to become the best version of themselves. So he's precisely the sort of guy we want to have on the podcast. I'm really excited to have him on. And I'm very, very happy that he took the time. James, thank you again for coming on. I was over the moon that you said yes. Bit of housekeeping before we start. Uh, two things. You should check out his website at boardmanjames.com. That's B-O-A-R-D-M-A-N-James.com. And you should definitely read his book as well, which I'm reading right now. It's available on Amazon, and it's called It's a State of Mind. Stop Existing, Start Living. It's a great read. So without further ado, here we go. Hi. I'm doing great, thanks. How are you? Yeah, good. Good, 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 good. Yeah, really, really good. Thank you for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. No problem at all. Where are you? Uh, at the moment, I'm in Ascot. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Brilliant. But I'm just visiting my mum. I work in an international school in the southwest of England. I'm a housemaster in uh, Sherborne. That, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, know, I, I know it. Yeah, I run a boarding house there now, so uh, we're just basically finishing up for this term and coming back uh, like the 24th, 25th of next month, basically, because the kids are all international students, so they, you know, fly home yeah. to China, Russia, wherever. Is this um, like a side thing for you then? Uh, I basically, I started this program of, uh, it's called the London Real Academy, if you know Brian Rose, the podcaster, he's got yeah. London Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I spent uh, around £3,000 uh, trying to learn how to do podcasting properly, basically. <laughs> Never. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I basically discovered this as my sort of, if you would, like life's mission. I've been finding stuff to do that I find really meaningful for a long you time. Pat, you should have gone to YouTube to Pat Flynn's tutorials. Really? Pat Flynn? Yeah, Pat I'll Flynn. Write, I'll write that down right now. <laughs> do that. That's how I learned. Pat Flynn. I've heard the name. That rings a bell. Yeah, he does a podcast tutorial. There's about 10 videos, but like once it took me about four hours to do my first, it took me a day almost probably to do the first one. But right. Like, I do them within 15, I do, I do them daily now and it literally takes, uh, so I do videos and lives. I extract the audio. Right. And then put that as an MP4 and then stick that up um, ready to go. Gotcha. Yeah, basically, this is coming. This is becoming my full-time gig uh, as soon as it takes off. You know, you're you're my, you're my fourth guest, so awesome. Uh, I really appreciate it. Yeah, any time, brother. I I've got I've got half an hour, and then I've got a dash. So that should be enough for us, I think, shouldn't it? Yeah, that's brilliant. I uh, that's that's great. So let's get stuck in because I did let's press the board. So uh, I always like. Uh, when guests sort of give give them give themselves the introduction, because I've read up a lot about you, but I don't know what sort of defines you at the moment. What's your main main thing now? So, if you could introduce yourself quickly to these. Yep. Right now. Yep. Please do. Okay. Yep. So, uh, my name's James Borman. Um, I'm sort of my brand is the dance coach, if you like. Yep. Um, I'm an ex Royal Marine um, physical trainer and sniper. Spent uh, many years and uh, up to eight years in in the military. Uh, left the military um, and um, spent probably three years um, in, a, in a really dark place. I think the transition from military life to civilian life really took its toll on me mentally. 
uh, without really realizing it at the time what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, that led to a breakdown in our in my marriage, wow. just in life, in communication, who I was, etc. And um, after a very, my lowest point, I sort of like built myself back up um, slowly but surely um, through fitness uh, and then through mindset and by kind of following influential people that really inspired me. Yeah. Um, uh, and then built up my boot camp, uh, which is uh, like a side business for me right now. Um, and I ended up getting to a point where um, I was self-improving myself daily, regularly, uh, and then decided that I wanted to work with other guys who weren't being the best version of themselves, that wanted to be the best version of themselves, who were stuck and struggled. And, you know, and, and I think um, very much now it was all about making ourselves more aware about how our mindset is and mental health, mental awareness and stuff like that. And, and I guess my way of doing that is by using my skills as a trainer and using my experience to help guys develop themselves physically mentally and with the overall outcome of having a better body but having a stronger and happier mental um, well-being and being more in control of their time um and and we do that through what's called the brotherhood yeah brotherhood is kind of like my platform for to work with guys Mm -hmm. and we have a podcast called it's a state of mind i have a book that's out called it's a state of mind so um and you know i really just kind of portray that and push that on email and podcast and social media to really get people to really look at themselves and challenge themselves and ask themselves you know am i am i waking up and being the best version of myself or am i waking up and making the same shit excuses all the time and, and falling back down all the time so i guess that's a pretty introduction (laughs) that's a brilliant introduction uh also it touches upon something i really wanted to discuss with you because uh one of the things that really struck me about your program of fitness is that you start with mindset not uh not diet or or uh you know the 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 fitness itself which i found really interesting because this podcast is all about mindset and meaning really you know finding meaning in your life and mindset so uh, and and overcoming obstacles, so uh, it's sort of I hit the mother load with you coming on because you mentioned that you had a really dark time in your life and you overcame that. So I'd be fascinated to know, like specifically, what steps you took in order to do that. Because I try to give people, you know, practical insight. You know, the people that are listening that are struggling at the moment. Yeah, yeah, uh, good observation. So for me, um, diet and exercise is pointless unless your head's in the right place right you know very early on in my career i used to be like there's a six-week program working on a six-week program and then it become very obvious how can i help someone develop a six-week program over six weeks when they, they can't even get their own selves out of bed and organize their own life mm. so they're never going to follow a program which is why i changed from doing those things to making a brotherhood which is a lifestyle ch- change you know, okay. and that's the difference is putting your mind and your vision in the right place. Um, and the steps that I kind of took um, is very interesting because we're running a challenge this week. And um, the challenge is based on five pillars that I feel help me grow myself. And I always feel that we need to dig down before we dig up. And, you know, if you look at a skyscraper, they, they dig down deep in the foundations. Right. You look at trees, right. they're deep, deep foundations before they grow. Uh, and that's the same for a human being and, it, and its mindset. And I think that um, the deeper we go and the, the stronger our pillars are, 
that mm-hmm. the more likely we are to stay stay above ground. Do you know what I mean? Um, and five pillars for me were very much hitting my own life. You know, the first one was self reflection, self awareness. You know, yeah. being honest with myself and kind of going right, where am I right now in life? My second pillar was to move was to get exercising because I know that exercise promotes a much clearer thinking, much more positivity, the chemicals in the body, et cetera. Number three was to define a clear purpose. Um, you know, what was I waking up for every single day? Why was I alive? What was the, what was the purpose of my life? You know, right. and, and, and that's what was really important. Um, number four was building from the morning up. So having a solid morning routine mm-hmm. and building the day on that. And then my last pillar was planning. You know, um, I think planning is a vital part of having a strong mindset because so many people are so clustered with their thoughts. They're all over the place. And when you don't have a control of your life, that's what creates anxiety. That's what creates overwhelm, overload, stress, frustration, all of the, all of the emotions that completely destroy us. Yeah. Um, and if we're not planned, we're failing and we're stressed. Makes perfect sense. Uh, I'd like to dive into two points on that. Uh, sort of, again, from the more practical point of view, uh, you know, setting yourself up for a productive day in the morning seems like, you know, a really key way of, you know, ensuring that you're going to actually have a good day. What, yeah. uh, what do you do uh, in order to set yourself up for a productive day in the morning? Do you wake up super early or what's your routine? How, how do you do that? Okay. So the morning routine is um, so something that we call the golden hour. It's something that I've kind of like promoted and I instill within my clients or followers. Um, so the golden hour, um, I'll go through my routine. Mine's more of an, uh, an hour and 40 minutes. But So I get up at 4.20 every single morning. Um, now getting up at 4.20 sounds absolutely daunting to many. Um, but, I, when I, but only two years ago, you struggled to get me out of bed after half seven. Okay. Mm. So to go from half seven to half four takes progressive time. You know, it's small wins. It's getting up half an hour earlier. Then it's getting up another half an hour earlier and letting your body get used to it. Right. Um, so I get up at four twenty. I spend 10 minutes waking up, having my first breakfast, just having a drink, having something to eat, kind of get myself to, together. And then from uh, kind of like uh, half four to maybe 10 to five, is mobility time. So that's stretching. I do the same stretching routine, the same movement, same functional movements. Um, and then between 10 to five uh, and five, I just set up my camera and kind of get it ready for, um, and kind of get it ready for my, my live feed that I'm going to be doing at mm-hmm. five o'clock. And I do my live feed on Monday, Wednesday and Friday. And that's kind of like my morning show. So I do like a, a 10 minute video, I then spend 20 minutes downloading that to a podcast um, and setting all of that up. And then at half five, you usually go for a walk, uh, watch the sunrise. And Monday, Tuesday is a little bit different. So I'd like probably go and do some exercise in the early, early morning. Whereas Wednesday, Thursday and Friday, I see I meet clients. Um, But in theory, by the time I get to six o'clock, I like to have put out one piece of social media on each of my platforms, my podcast. Um, and, and I like to have woken myself up and prepared myself mentally for the day. Um, somewhere along the way, I'll, I'll do some meditation as well. Brilliant. Uh, do you do a specific kind of meditation? Because I know there are tons of different kinds. There's tons. So basically all I do is um, 
I follow an app called Calm. Oh, yeah. Um, and I find that for me, they do a daily meditated, uh, meditation. And for me, that is just enough, you know, just to listen to that for 10 minutes. Did you did you find it difficult getting into the routine of meditation? Because uh, I've sort of on and off been trying it, and I can never get my sort of mind to quiet down in it. You know? Even after mm. a couple of weeks. Of trying yeah, a hundred percent. So when I first used to do it, my mind would just wander off, going, mm, "So what have I got on today? What's going?" Yeah, do you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. meditation is is a mastery of controlling your thoughts which is why it's so powerful throughout your life. Like for me, it took almost five to six weeks to really get into it and actually be in a complete state of calmness within my mind. And I think that's where men could really benefit from meditation is because we need to learn to quiet our mind. And, you know, it's very busy with thoughts. We have up to 30,000 thoughts a day sometimes. Yeah. So we must learn to, to, to control our thought process and, and find peace within our own mindset. So I, I, I find that if you can push through, then it's definitely worth it. That's, that's really sound advice, I think. I'm gonna, you, you inspired me to give it another shot. I like <laughs> do two, it. I do like two or three weeks, and then I'm like, oh, screw it. I just, not working. But that's, but that's so common for men, full stop. Two, three yeah. weeks, the, uh, the um, what do you call it? I would say the attention or the novelty is the mm. word I'm looking for, wears off. And that's so true for many exercises. That's when it gets tough because that's when we're challenging our comfort zone. Yeah. And when we challenge the comfort zone, we stop doing it because it becomes, it's not working. I'm not saying it, I like, it's, it's that instant result thing that we always look for, right? Rather than, you know, how is this going to benefit me in two years time? Like, we don't really think about that process. No, it's it's really easy to sort of fixate your mind on ideally some sort of shortcut, which it never works. <laughs> never works. No shortcut works. No, definitely not, my man. Absolutely. I, I uh, recently had a quote which I found really interesting on that point. Uh, Motivation gets you started. Good habits keep you going. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that, oh, yeah, I agree. Resonated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because motivation... It's funny because motivation for me is like a hot water bottle. Okay. You know, when it's hot, it's lovely, it's warm, it's cozy. But you know, when it's cold, it's useless. Yeah. So we must have deeper level uh, roots. It's like the foundation things, right? Motivation in our bag. For me, motivation is, is crap because it's not enough of it. We don't have motivation all the time. So we have to have an underlying desire, an underlying purpose. And with that, it's four things. It's like, for me, it's purpose, passion, drive, and um, almost obsession about yourself. Right. Those are the things. For, for me, they're four elements that create motivation. And you, when motivation, when the hot water bottle is cold, we must fall back onto our purpose, which is our passion, which is our drive, which causes us to be obsessed about ourselves. Cool. Uh, that's interesting, especially the point you mentioned about being obsessed about yourself. I usually have that associated with like a, a negative thing, an obsession. Could you sort 100%. of hundred percent? Could you sort of uh, expand on what you mean exactly? So I think that if we um, let's have a look. So let's take football as a cult. It's one of the main cultures, right? Yep. So a lot of us would, I'd say, not a lot of us. People that are into football are almost obsessed with their team. Mm. When you look at the passion that goes into their team. When you see the guys in the stadium 
and the the exhilaration when someone scores a goal or someone fouls one of their players. Yeah. I would almost say that's tinkering on obsession. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. it's that drive. It's their life. Mm. Do you know what I mean? They're happy to buy a £40 shirt, but they're not happy to buy a £40 programme that's going to help them save their life. So to me, that's slipping on obsession. So when we go, when we think about obsession about ourselves, it's going, <coughs> I'm obsessed about making sure that I make my workout. So it becomes priority. It's non-negotiable. Right. I, I prioritize my time in meditation. I'm obsessed about making sure that my mind is clearer. I'm obsessed about learning new things. So personal development. When you're obsessed about something, you don't put it on the shelf. You don't, you don't shelve it. You don't put it in the bin. You don't quit. You don't drive. And I don't mean you have to be obsessed as in the term of obsession of you're obsessed with gambling. You're obsessed mm. with drinking. That's where that negative role comes in. The reason that we don't associate it, associate it with a positive form is because obsession is usually linked with negative yeah. routines and habits like gambling, drinking, smoking. Um, and we very rarely say, are oh, you obsessed about yourself? And people get confused and saying, oh, is, that un- is that healthy or is that unhealthy? And what I say is not true to anyone. It's just to me that I'm I'm obsessed with myself. If I wasn't obsessed with myself, I'd probably press snooze at 420. If I wasn't <laughs> obsessed with myself, I wouldn't train. For, I, have, I wouldn't have been doing my rigorous training for my 100 mile in June. You know, I'm obsessed about completing that 100 miler. I'm obsessed about, but then we look at it in other angles. I'm obsessed about making sure my children are safe. I'm obsessed about making sure I make my partner happy. You know, maybe yep. not fully obsessed but when it comes when we put it on our personal front and not worry about anyone else but we do it to ourselves that takes us to our whole mindset and the way that we think to another level that makes a lot of sense to me and also it rings true with uh something that i believe that if you want to make other people's lives better you've got to start with yourself this sort of individualist approach yes yes yeah so that- when you are at the top of the pyramid i kind of look at it as like rainfall and rain always comes down like a pyramid down the sides and if at the very top of the pyramid is you Mm -hmm. everything that comes underneath family children friends bills job they all become the best version of yourself because you are number one the problem is everyone puts themselves at the bottom so if you turn that pyramid upside down you have just you at the point and a heavy weight coming down on top of you and you have all you're carrying everything above you and that's where people fundamentally fail. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point because, you know, usually in, in my days, especially when I was not doing well at all, I was constantly focusing on the other things I, I had to do during the day, especially if I had like 16-hour work days. And I never had time to think about myself at all. And then, you know, do that for a month or two or three and you feel absolutely shit. You can't go yeah, on. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, you can't go on. But that's what so many people say. I've so right now we've got the five day challenge there's 500 guys in there and i've just been looking at all at the introductions and it's like i'm sick of not being the best version of myself i'm tired of keep doing the same shit i'm tired of making the same excuses and it's like it's the same for every man is not every man but a large majority of men are doing the same thing and that is not committed and it's not it's not putting themselves first yeah absolutely uh you know this podcast also focuses a lot on young guys and i think one of the one of the big problems uh, we have as young guys uh, 
is that we don't have a proper sort of meaning in our lives. Because if you do have a meaning, something to really yep. pursue, then you're all right. But I don't see that uh, nearly enough. I was men- I had a podcast earlier today and I was mentioning this to sports psychologists, saying that I get the impression that there are, for instance, way too many people going to university just because everyone seems to be going to university these days to get a piece of paper. And then you get so many yep. depressed young people that just don't know what to do with their lives. They come out of uni, don't have any real skill. Yep. One of the best pieces of advice I ever gave my students, well, when I left the military, I first went into a college to teach and everybody that was finishing their A-levels, the number one the, the, the number one advice that I gave to all of them finishing college before going to uni was to go travelling for a year. All right. And I, and, I, and, I, and I feel that either go and join the military for three years or go travelling for a year. Like, do one of the two. That is going to give you some perspective on life and how big the world is and how irrelevant that we actually can be and how big the universe is. Do you know what I mean? I don't think for young people, they realize just what a vast world we live in with different cultures, with different mindsets. And suddenly we go from school to even more pressure on school. And then there's all the pressures of universities that bring us in. And then suddenly we can't get out of university. And it's like, "Mm, there's no jobs for you. So, you know, sorry about that, you know. But, yeah. you know, I, for, for me, and we have this debate with my partner all the time, you can get more out of life by doing an apprentice in something that you want to do. Yeah. Right, like, why would you go to uni? Like, I get why you need to go to uni if you, university, if you're going to be a doctor, if you're going to be a vet, you know, if you're going to be something you know, like, but, yeah. you know, if, if why not get to the bottom of a ladder, gaining life experience and at the bottom of a ladder you want to be at, Mm. rather than coming out spending four years doing a ticket coming out and then starting at that same place i yeah. you and me could if we were both 20 and you went to uni for four years and i was in the company that for four years and i'd worked my way up you had got you had just spent all that money going to uni and i'm on top of that ladder and i haven't but i've learned the trade yeah you'd, you'd you'd have you'd have grown massively uh Sorry, we just lost a the connection there for a second. Uh, we're back. We're back. In a, in a way, this is going to be a stupid question, but I'll ask it anyway because uh, I'm interested. Just how big of an impact did joining the military have on on your outlook on life? Oh, massive! Yeah, huge. I mean, that's yeah, awesome. yeah. <laughs> so I, it's funny because at 23, I didn't know what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. and that was one of my frustrations at 23. And I thought at 23, I didn't have a lot of time. which is mental like when I look at that 17 years ago now 17 years ago I thought I didn't have time um and I wanted to be the managing director of a company Mm -hmm. but I didn't know of what company I wanted so I I think when I reflect back to my 23 year old me I wanted to be successful right but I didn't know what I wanted to be successful in do you know what I mean Uh, and and I was working at McDonald's I was a landscape gardener I was a laborer and I was just you know, I was I was just lost, completely lost. And the military just went, <laughs> clamped me in and, and, and made and gave me structure, discipline, focus, determination, a career vision. And he gave me everything that I needed. Yeah, that uh, that's rings so true with me. I mean, I came out of university and I thought, well, what the hell do I do now? I knew I didn't want to work in uh, psychology, which is my field. And I started working this string of like shitty jobs that I didn't like. Yeah. <laughs> and as you yeah. said, completely lost. And I only just recently yeah. sort of found what I want to do in the podcasting anyway. But uh, yeah, 
at least you find it. You know, if you search, you'll find it eventually. <laughs> it took, it took, it took. So it's taken me. Like I started the dad coach maybe two years ago. Right. So I was thirty-eight. So it took me thirty-eight years. Wow. And like, do you know what I mean? So I, when I started my, I, I started my fitness company four years earlier, and I loved that. I loved that. But what I love most is working with guys, but having my freedom to be a dad and working from home and making my own, you know, working for myself, you know, I, I work when I want to work and, and, you know, I, I would never not work because I love that. I love working, you know, I love being passionate about helping guys. That's, but what I mean is, is that, you know, I'm not, I, I don't, I'm not held responsible to anybody. And that's what I always call freedom. You know, if I wanted to, I could take the kids to Thailand for 10 days and we go on holiday, but I can still work, which yeah. is, which is amazing. Do you know what I mean? That is amazing. Absolutely. Uh, which, you know, just sort of following up on that, uh, did you always have this mindset of, you know, basically, from my perspective, extreme success? Because, like, you don't get to do the things you did in life and, and accomplish them well without, uh, without having a sort of winner mindset. Did you always have that mentality? <laughs> no, no, definitely not. And I still don't today. So I don't class myself as successful at all. Okay. Uh, and it's very interesting. So I, I don't – I don't do – uh, yeah, it, it is because I have a lot of self-doubt about what I do. Um, there are some days when I just think, right, I just, I don't want to do it. Like I get a bad comment or something or someone will rile me up the wrong way. And it takes me a good 24 hours to process negativity because right. I'm a hothead and I just go, right. And I, <laughs> so I have to process that. But it just little seeds of un, of self-doubt, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, am I doing a good job? Am I making an impact? All questions that I ask myself, um, and it doesn't it doesn't ever register with me some of the impacts that I do make. I think, and and I think that's what's really. I don't think I ever will. I'm a character that's. I could be, for example, let's say I was bringing in a million pounds. I don't know a year or something, something crazy. Yeah. That wouldn't be enough because I would get to that million and go, that's not good enough. Okay, I need a hundred. Like, but my mentality is, and my ex-wife sums it up: you will never be satisfied. Mm. I'm always biting at the bit for what's next, for what's next, for what's next. And I and I've kind of accepted that as part of my accepted it. Do you know what I mean? I might get three hundred members in a brotherhood. That's nah, not good enough. I want like this, I want I want to help five hundred. I want to help five hundred people. You know, and it's just. In some ways, it's probably some sort of disease, maybe. But that's the obsession, maybe, that we're talking about. Yeah. You know, I'm obsessed with making a difference on the world. Like, you know, there's 7 billion people on the planet. And if you could find, if you could touch 1% of them, then, wow, that's huge. Uh, I also, like, first of all, that's a really admirable thing to do in the first place. But also it seems like you've turned something that could be really negative, like never being satisfied into something really positive by, you know, constantly, you know, nose to the grindstone, keep going. Yeah. So yeah. every day I, so because I'm, I think gratitude has a big part to play on it. I'm really grateful right. for a lot of the people that follow me. I'm really grateful for the people that invest in me. You know, you know what I mean? I, like who the hell am I to tell people what to do, you know? And that's how I think of it and how I approach my business every single day is like I'm just starting right and that 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 way like I've only just come on the scene I'm only just putting out these videos I'm only just writing this first blog 
And I think by doing that, I never get complacent. Right. I never, I, I never forget about where I've come from or where I'm going. That's brilliant. Uh, which brings me to another point there. You just mentioned the complacency, but then there's also like, I think a big part of uh, succeeding in life in any way is, is sort of being emotionally resilient, obviously. Which a lot of young, young guys I see these days aren't. They just, you know, rather just sit around in a pub and not, like, not expose themselves to any, any sort of uh, anything that might, you know, make them angry or fearful, yeah. anything like that. Yeah. Something that I'm trying to challenge by speaking to people on podcasts because I'm actually very n- nervous speaking to people all the time. So it's it's, okay. it's fascinating. We don't come across that way. <laughs> no, well, you know, I you know I work with it, but that's sort of my point. Uh, do you? Uh, how should I put it? Do you set out to you know have something every day that you're sort of afraid of that you overcome or, or once a week? Sort of- um, so I think it would be very difficult to do that every day. Mm-hmm. I think that would be really difficult to do that every day. I think, and it would be unrealistically unrealistic for me to say that. And it's interesting. Um, I would say at least once a month, I want yeah. to do something that makes me feel nervous. Right. You know, so tr- like working with 500 men for this month in a five day period makes me nervous. Cause I'm like, it's a lot of guys to deliver to. Um, and, and, and I'm nervous, like, I, you know, I'm anxious, you know, you know, I've got my first live feed Sunday night, I want to make a great first impression, you know, I really want to help these guys out, I want to give them, um, I want to give them some focus, do you know what I mean? I want to make sure I make a good impression to them. So that makes me a bit nervous, do you know what I mean? So it's, you know, next month, I'm, 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 I'm training for 100 milers, so I'm doing 100 miles in five days. So yeah. I'm a little bit nervous about that and finding the time to do that. So there's within a month that the answer is yes but i think daily you'd be very difficult to find that yeah definitely i mean i was i was reading your blog uh not that long ago about uh how you're running the 50 miles yeah and how you miscalculated the time so you got everything i was completely screwed i that was literally a really bad uh idea what i did well i should have like complacency you think you know the route and I screwed up and I, you know, my energy system suffered massively for it. So you live and you learn. Absolutely. But you got through it in the end. <laughs> yeah. And that was very difficult mentally. Like, you know, I'd been awake from two o'clock in the morning and I, I was very tired. I was almost running asleep. I remember doing my first hundred miler. Mm. I was nearly asleep running, but it, it was good training. Everything is good conditioning for life for the next step. And, you know, the overall goal is the hundred miler. Absolutely. That's, that's brilliant. Uh, best of luck with that, by the way. Thank you. Thank uh, you very much. Uh, you mentioned in the blog, uh, in that particular uh, article, that uh, you should uh, eat and drink better the next time around, if I, if yep. I understand it correctly. Uh, what's your diet in general? I mean, uh, what do you eat? Um, so I just, I'm just normal food. Like breakfast, you know, I, like, I, I track my calories. I eat about, I'm eating about 3,000 calories a day. Mm-hmm. um like breakfast is a ton of porridge crumpets at, at 20 past four i have a bowl of cereal and toast then like a snack at half 10 then i usually have a muscle food lunch and protein bar then i have um probably some pasta around the afternoon and then i have my dinner and then a, probably a bowl of cereal around nine o'clock like just before bedtime really oh, right so n- basically no nothing special because some people no. have kinds of fancy diet no 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 i'm like literally simple simple stupid we don't need fancy diets don't need any of that 
No. Brilliant. I think I think that makes it a lot easier, you know, because you don't have to go buy all kinds of special. No, I don't pay any attention to every any other diets. I'm, I I don't use any supplements. Um, I, I use like vitamin C and cod liver oil. That's it. But I don't use. I don't drink protein shakes. I don't do creatine. I don't do anything. I just you know. The Romans didn't do it. The Spartans didn't do it when, and they were ripped and, and amazing athletes. Mm. I don't think that we need to. Right, that's that's cool. That's actually quite reassuring. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you said you have about half an hour, so uh, I, I thought I was hoping if I could get one more question. Yeah, in. go for it. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, I always like to have a few more abstract ones. So I'd go. I'll go for this one. Uh, it's a classic question. If you could do it all over again, what would you do differently? Oh, that's really interesting because I had this conversation with my client this morning. Oh, did you? Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah it was really interesting. It was, it was, it was, um, it was really interesting. I, I, and I think it depends. Do you mean in terms of business or just life? Um, well, let's, let's say life actually, because I think that's more, okay. you know, more applicable but you know answer both if you want i don't mind <laughs> well i think something i would have done um is taken my own advice that i gave to guys leaving college now i went i traveled and i traveled for only six weeks but i think if i could off i should have just jet set it off for three years and just seen the world wow three years yeah i just would have gone wow. do you know what i mean and i just like at 18 just gone off to 21 come back join the military i don't think i would ever would have changed the military ever um and i think i would have learned about transitioning back to it to how difficult life would have been back then you know the difference between coming out you, you can never really know but i wish that i wasn't um a stubborn in life egotistical mm-hmm. or what you know i was once not the guy i was selfish um you know and and i think when i look back at my time I, you know, I, sh- I, I, I could have been a, I, uh, I could have been a lot better in terms of the way that I was with people who I loved, like you know, at the time, like in terms of the way that um, I was with my ex-wife, in, in terms of the way that I was with my children when I was, uh, you know, I was in my thirties and young thirties, and I was very selfish, and egotistical, and that's something I would go back and make sure that I never was, you know, because I never really understood just exactly what I had at the time. Yeah. Which, which which caused me a lot of pain and grief later on in life, um, and, and I certainly would have a much more appreci- appreciative um, appreciation, should I say, for those people that valued me. Do you know? Yeah. And, I, and I think this. I think there's not much I would change because the guy I am today is because of the experiences I've gone through. Yeah. And if I went back through and tried to change it all again, maybe I wouldn't be the man I am today. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. But I certainly wouldn't ever, I, I certainly, I, I know that there's going to be some hardships ahead, but I feel like I'm more prepared and conditioned than I have ever have been, uh, for sure. But there are also a lot of good times ahead. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and it's like very briefly, if you fancy, like in your business, would you do anything, do anything differently in your approach? Quicker. Quicker. I, I just wouldn't have pissed about for so long. <laughs> Jesus Christ. If I knew what I knew now, and I started that two years ago, I'd save myself a whole lot of stress in terms of just hiring the right coaches, hiring the right people, the right systems, and just getting it right. But again, I wouldn't be where I'm right now if the last two years I failed an awful lot in business and then grew. 
and I, I feel I'm on the cusp of finally winning. And 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 I feel I feel like that is generated from you know the two years I've been trying to develop online, plus the four years I learned running my own boot camp as well. Well, you definitely come across as being seriously focused on what you want to do. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah thank uh, you. Because your program is, I mean, you structure it as it, like as for, for dads, basically. Uh, yeah, it's for dads. There's a couple of non-dads in there. You know, we work with, I just work with men, like men that struggle. You know, specifically, I aim a lot of my content at dads. Mm. But I think a lot of like non-dads can relate to that. So uh, for, you know, young guys that would want to join, they'd be welcome as well. We'd welcome anybody. I, we'd never turn anybody that was struggling. We'd never turn them away. Like, how could you turn somebody away that was crying out for help? Yeah. Well, some people might, but uh, it's, it's, it's great to know that you uh, <laughs> would be doing that. Uh, so uh, could you just uh, mention your, the, the name of your website so that people can go? Sure. Yeah, great. It's www.boardmanjames.com. And all of my information's on there. You can find my book on there, my podcast, The Brotherhood. Everything that's going on is on there. Right, listeners, uh, go check it out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, uh, I don't know. I mean, we can we can finish up here if you want because it's been, it's been... Yeah, it's just I've got another appointment in... Oh, my computer's gone off. Yeah, I've got another appointment in 10 minutes. But I mean, I, if you're happy with me walking and talking, I can do some stuff while I'm walking through the street. <laughs> I'm more than happy if you are. Right, you okay, ask. let's do it. Yeah, so we can, we can walk and talk. People will be looking at me weird through the town, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's, I, I wouldn't worry about the video because these, uh, these podcasts are still... I, I do audio only for the time being until I get oh, proper Perfect. Perfect. So it doesn't really make that much of a difference. Uh, so one of the main things I'm hearing is that you mentioned that, if you know, for instance, in the business... Uh, if you've done it all again you've done it quicker so is that a sort of analogy for life just pulling the trigger taking action on stuff that you want to do i think i think when it comes to making decisions and when it comes to implementing and executing an action or something that you want to do i think it's learning to not focus on too much so you can there can be too much there can be too many options and unfortunately, at this point, we did get cut off uh, as James was rushing off to his appointment. James, thanks again for coming on. That was brilliant. Uh, for the rest of you, once again, the website is boardmanjames.com. Please check him out. I'm reading his blog quite regularly. It's great stuff. Uh, become a member. Become part of the Brotherhood. I thoroughly recommend it to you. I'd do the same, except I won't be living in the UK for long enough anymore, so I can't. But you should. Do it. Do it. <laughs> cool. For the rest of you, if you have any thoughts, opinions, anything that you'd like to share, please write in to the manbasepodcast at gmail.com. If you really like what I'm doing, you can also check me out at Patreon. Just type in manbase. You'll find me in no time. Oh, yeah, and I forgot about one more thing. Mr. Boardman, James, has a book. You can find it on Amazon. And once again, the name is It's a State of Mind. Stop existing and start living. I love that title. Very concise and to the point. Powerful stuff. Right, guys, it was a pleasure. Until next time, you have a good one.